I want you to imagine something this morning. I want you to imagine that you are at an Indianapolis Colts football game or whatever your favorite team is if it's not the Colts. I want you to imagine that you are at a game of your favorite football team and you have arrived a little early to take place in some pregame warm-up, which means a couple of trips to the concession stand for some hot dogs, some nachos and cheese, wings, and maybe an adult beverage or two. You're sitting there eating, and you're thinking to yourself as you're watching the pregame warm-up on the field, you know, I don't think this day could be any better. Seats on the 50-yard line, you're with some of your best friends, you're eating whatever you want without any judgment, it's your favorite team. This day could not be any better unless perhaps you were on the field playing in the game, which has always been your lifelong dream. As you're sitting there thinking about that, you notice that a, coaching, a, a, a member of the coaching staff is walking up the aisle where you're sitting. He stops at your seats. He calls you by name. And he says that a couple of players have come down with COVID last minute and they need some replacements. And you've been picked. Put down your nachos and cheese. Go to the locker room. They've just finished sewing your name on the back of a jersey. No longer are you sitting in the stands. It's time to get into the game. Now, I realize all of that is completely unrealistic, but hang with me for a moment. Let's imagine that that situation happened to you. What would be your first reaction? Maybe it would be you shouldn't have had that second hot dog with chili on it. Maybe it would be you wish you were in better shape. Maybe it would be you can't wait for your friends to see you on the field. Or maybe, maybe more likely, am I ready for this? Again, I realize that this is a completely unrealistic situation. But you know what is very real for us? Is that every day, you and I are called to get in the game. Not sit in the stands. When it comes to living out our life of faith. The question is, are we ready? It's already been mentioned that this Sunday we are recognizing what we are calling Rally Day. Rally Day is the time of the year in the church cycle that says school's back in session, summer for all practical purposes is over, temperatures are getting a little cooler, and our schedule on Sunday morning has reverted back to 8 o'clock and 10.45 worship with a 9.30 discipleship hour in between. Rally day is a time when we emphasize the importance of growing in our faith as a disciple of Jesus and being prepared to get in the game to live out our life of faith every day. 
With that in mind, I want to turn now to the reading that you heard earlier that Randy read from Philippians chapter 3, where the Apostle Paul says to us some things about what it means to be prepared to get in the game. And it starts with a knowledge of Christ. Paul says, I want to know Christ. Well, it's important to recognize that that word know or knowledge here is not really a reference to having information about. Instead, Paul helps us to see that knowledge of Christ means a number of things, one of which is having the right perspective in life on who you are and who Christ is. Paul says, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. If you were to look back in Philippians 3 at a few of the verses before where Randy started reading today, Paul talks about himself. Paul talks about where he comes from. He talks about his background. He talks about his credentials. He talks about some things that he's accomplished. He talks about some things that for all practical purposes he would say he's bragging about. But he comes to a point here where he realizes that what he has done is not really what's important. I consider everything a loss compared to knowing Jesus. Paul realizes it's not all about him. He realizes God is God and he is not. Knowledge of Christ is having the right perspective on who you are and who Christ is. But also... Knowledge of Christ is also something that is intended to be very, very personal. Again, Paul says, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. My Lord. It's not about the information that you have. It's not about knowing some facts. It's not about being at a point in life where you can go back and say, well, yeah, I was confirmed on such and such a day. Our faith is to be personal. It's my Lord. It's your Lord. What makes it personal is what he did for you. Paul says that we want to know the power of his resurrection and the participation in his suffering. His sufferings happen because of our mistakes. His sufferings happen because of our guilt. His suffering happened because of our wrong, and in that way we have participated in his sufferings. But we also receive the power of the resurrection in the victory that is given to us Because of the resurrection of Jesus, the victory over sin and death, all of that happened for you. That's why it's personal. Because it's personal, we never want to neglect the nurturing of our faith. And that's why Paul encourages us to press on. Press on and take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of you. Press on 
Continue to grow. Seek Jesus in your life. Maintain a hunger and thirst for God to pour Himself into you again and again. Don't stop that. And so on this rally day, I want to encourage parents. Bring your children to Sunday school. Let them be introduced to the sacred stories of God's Word and what our faith is based on. And for parents and all other adults, I want to encourage you to identify one of the classes for adults that are being offered on Sunday morning. I want to encourage all of us to continue our reading through the New Testament this year. And I want to encourage those of you who may find yourself in a small group with others to continue in that. Press on and continue to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of you. If I could go back to the football game for a minute, you ever realize how smart we are as we're watching the game? I mean, how easy it is to see exactly what should have happened in the previous play. Why didn't they do that? How easy it is to sit in the stands or on the couch. But what makes a real difference is when you're out on the field. When it comes to being a follower of Jesus Christ, a disciple of Christ, we're not supposed to just be sitting in the stands. We're called to get into the game. And part of that is having a knowledge of Christ. But part of that is also knowing our position in Christ. In the game of football, whether you are a seasoned veteran or a last-minute recruit, you have to know the position that you are playing. Is it offense or defense? Are you the quarterback or the linebacker? It goes without saying you have to know your position. One author I came across recently said that 87 times, 87 times in the New Testament, the phrase in Christ is used when it's talking about people. That is your position. You are in Christ. It's repeated again and again, 87 times. It's repeated because it is absolutely critical that you and I know what our relationship is in God. We are in Christ. That's your position. In contrast, the devil only wants you to see what you have done wrong. The devil only wants you to focus on the times that you have messed up. The devil only wants you to think that you have no hope. But that is not your position. 87 times, maybe more, maybe less, go home and count them. You are reminded that the position you have in relationship with God is that you are in Christ. And the reason that is your position is because of what God has given to you. Not having a righteousness of your own, but a righteousness that comes from God. That's what God has given to you. A right relationship with Him. A right relationship because Jesus took your place. 
a right relationship with God because Jesus sacrificed his life on your behalf. A right relationship with God because through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, forgiveness is what's given to you. You have a right relationship with God through Jesus, and that's your position. So when the devil tempts you, you have to know what your position is with God. When you mess up, you have to remember what your real position is with God. When you come to the Lord's Supper, you want to remember the promise that God has given to you that your position is with Him. You and I realize that there is no way we could possibly know all the things that might happen to us in our life ahead of time. And if we did, we probably would shudder at some of them. But no matter what happens, your position is in Christ because you belong to Him. And that's why I think Paul says, let us live up to what we have already received. And I'm actually changing the word from the text. It says what we have attained, and I'm changing it to received in order to emphasize the fact that Christ has attained our salvation, which we receive by faith. Being in the game means being aware of the position that you have received. And maybe the reason all of that is so important is because you and I live in a world where there is opposition towards Christ. And we know that because there are spiritual battles going on out there. Paul says, for as I have often told you before and now tell you again, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Maybe you see it sometimes in life. Maybe you don't. But there's a spiritual battle going on all around us because there are enemies of Christ in this world. You know there's a spiritual battle going on around us because of all the confusion that there is in our world as to how do you define marriage. You know there's a spiritual battle going on in our world when there's so much confusion over what's the value of life. You know there is so much spiritual battle that is taking place when there's so much confusion about who should have the authority of what children should be taught in school. There's a spiritual battle going on all around us. So how prepared are we to deal with the opposition towards Christ that there is? Well, because there is opposition towards Christ, all the more reason for you and I to stay connected to the body of Christ. Paul says, join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes on those who live as we do. Most of us know that we probably don't do all that well dealing with problems and challenges on our own, although we usually probably try to do it on our own. 
If I can go back to the football analogy for a moment, there's a reason that there's a huddle before every play. There has to be an understanding on the part of everyone on on that team what they're supposed to do. We all know that there's no I in team, and the same is true in the body of Christ. When it comes to the body of Christ, when it comes to the people of God, it's not a matter of every man, woman, and child for themselves. That's why we huddle together. We huddle together when we study God's Word together. We huddle together when we come together and pray for each other. We huddle together when we express concern for one another. We huddle together when we see a connection that we have with one another. We huddle together not to be critical or judgmental of the people around us, but to be caring and helpful to one another. Being a part of the body of Christ helps us deal with the opposition that we face towards Christ in this world. And being prepared for that doesn't happen by sitting in the stands. It happens by getting in the game. Laura and I just came back from two weeks in Alaska. It is an amazing place. A couple days, we took some hikes into some of the national parks. And before we did, there was usually a park ranger there giving us some warning information about some of the animals we might encounter. Or there was some kind of sign posted about that. Do you know what you're supposed to do if you encounter a bear or a a moose or a, a wolf out in the wild? If you face a bear, don't run. It thinks you are something to eat, so it will chase after you. If you come across a moose, however, run. Do you know what to do if you encounter a wolf? You are supposed to yell as loud as you can, throw rocks at it, and pray as hard as you can. (laughs) And the last part of that is not what the park rangers told us. How would you or I know what to do in a situation like that unless somebody told us? I think the same is true for being disciples of Jesus Christ. It's important for us to have knowledge of Christ. It's critical that we know our position with God is in Christ. We have to be aware that we live in a world where there are obstacles towards Christ. All of that equips us to be in the game until the Lord returns again. In his name, Amen.